enjoy the process. Learn to make friends with it because if you enjoy doing it, then the chances are that you're going to um, have a better product and will enjoy watching it. That's Nancy Bishop, Emmy-nominated casting director and author of the groundbreaking book Auditioning for Film and Television, Secrets from a Casting Director. With nearly 100 major feature film and television credits, such as The Bourne Identity, Mission Impossible, and Wanted, Nancy has cast hundreds of actors throughout her career. I'm Lee Foster. You're listening to Action, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. On this episode, the do's and don'ts of self-taping auditions. This is a big, hot topic, I think, for uh, all actors because it's kind of a new technology, and it seems like the industry is going to go in that direction uh, as time goes on. Yes, well, I think that it's already gone in that direction. I think it's past tense. Already, we're casting a lot from self-tape castings and for all different kinds of reasons. And it's been happening for many years. That, And sometimes it's, uh, I mean, most often, and originally, it was for geographical reasons. It was because the actor just simply couldn't be there because they were shooting elsewhere or because they lived elsewhere or whatever. Um, and now sometimes in uh, it's even used as a pre-read technique. If there are, you know, say 100 actors that they want to read for the role and they only have time to meet with 30 actors, they might have the remainder self-tape and use that as a kind of screening device. So it's very, very important to be prepared for this if you're an actor. Excellent. So what are you looking for when it comes to a self-taped audition? Uh, what are the what are the, the mistakes that people make, and then what are the the things that people generally do right? Well, the most important thing, and I know this sounds basic, is that you need to be seen and heard. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, we need to especially see your eyes because uh, the eyes are the window to the soul, and that is where the important acting takes place. So make sure your eyes are well lit. Now it could be that um, natural light will work. Um, I do advise actors to maybe even invest in some basic clip-on lights lights that you can get at a hardware store, and you can diffuse them somehow so that they're not so bright. Um, And then the other thing is to make sure you're heard, which means that you should be louder than the off-screen reader. And a, a, a normal video camera should have a good enough mic but you could also invest in a in a small um, clip-on mic if you wish. Uh, but make sure that the person who is reading with you, and yes, it is pr- important to have somebody else read those lines, is further from the mic than you are, so that their their voice doesn't become predominant. So Not those sure. are the things, you know, just the technical things that you that you should be concerned with. Um, it should be only you on the screen. We don't want to see the the other person unless you want them to get a role too. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other important things are to make sure that you send it how the casting director has asked for it. So there's there's not one right way except the way they they ask for. Um, for example, sometimes I ask actors to send it quite small, and they're concerned because it loses a little bit of quality. Um, mm. But that doesn't bother me so much as being able to load it (laughs) you know what I mean if it's so big if it's good quality but it's so big I can't load it then that's a problem 
if the if the production wants it Vimeo, then you send it Vimeo. If they want it uploaded directly to their site, then that's what you do. And you can be disqualified for not sending it in the format that it's required. So I would just just to be prepared, I would suggest all actors have an HD camera. Can you use an iPhone or a smartphone uh, in a pinch? Yes, you can. It's better not to, but I have cast actors from um, smartphone auditions. If you use, especially with the iPhone, I know you've got to shoot landscape and not portrait because you get more information in the shot. And the the portrait um, ones have a way of flipping upside down. Right. Also make sure that whatever it is, if it's a camera or if it's an iPhone, that it's um, steadied on some sort of tripod. It's not mm-hmm. shaking. Now, once again, I have to say that if, if if you're in a pinch, if you're off on some location, if you're on vacation and you get a call from your agent, we need you on tape by tomorrow, and all you have is your nine-year-old daughter holding the you know the smartphone <laughs> uh, in the hotel room, then send it in anyway because the performance is the most important thing. But you do want to, uh, in the best case, be prepared. So you have a little corner of your uh, apartment or your home or whatever that's got um, a basic backdrop, which means, you know, solid color, preferably um, gray. It could be um, a sheet or a curtain or a wall and have your lighting ready to go so you can tape yourself. So you would say that uh, anybody who's living, let's say somebody's living in a studio apartment, uh, which is probably a lot of actors, they should invest in some sort of backdrop setup so that they have a solid gray backdrop. Yeah, if possible. I mean, that's the ideal thing. Sure. Okay. Got you. The question I have for you is um, I've started to get a lot of these uh, self-tape auditions because I'm, I live in Chicago, but I'm represented in uh, a, basically all of the surrounding states. And there'll be a lot of occasions where, for instance, uh, if a film is shooting in Cleveland, They'll have auditions, in-person auditions, but if you can't make it to the audition, then you can self-tape. Is it, as you as a casting director, are you, do the people who are in the room, do they have an advantage over the people who are self-taping? Well, yes. I mean, of course, it's always better to see somebody in person. And I like it when the director meets the actors first before they hire them, uh, because there's the chemistry that you have with the person. So yes, if there is the possibility to to be there, it's always better to be there. And um, on the other hand, uh, when we already have many, many candidates, um, we want to be able to save you the airfare or whatever. I mean, Cleveland is far enough away from Chicago that it's, you know, it's quite an effort to get there. If it's a callback and it's between you and two other guys, then, then maybe it is worth getting in your car and, you know, it, you know, so it really, um, it depends. Sure. But, um, yeah, of course, if you have the option and it's a reasonable journey for you, it's always better to be there in person. Now, are there any things that, that are like pet peeves of yours when it comes to cell tapes? Um, you said, for instance, like if somebody films on an iPhone and they shoot it vertically, I'm sure that gets annoying. Uh, if you can't hear them and if the lighting's not good, that gets annoying. Anything else? Uh, too lo- Sometimes the introductions I've seen are too long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so do, uh, do a basic slate, um, with your name and I like to have height, but that's my thing. 
Um, and also, uh, I want to see a full body shot at some point. So a lot of times actors will do that in, in the slate. And then they'll do like, let, probably a medium shot for the, for the main body of the scene. Um, also, if you have two or three scenes, put them on separate clips because it gives us the, um, it gives us more opportunity to choose which scene we want to see in what order. Or if we simply, like maybe one scene's not as good as the other and we want to show the director just the, the scenes we like or whatever. So put them on separate clips. Gotcha. Um, so it's not one, like, you know, if there's three scenes, there's, you know, three two-minute clips rather than one six-minute clip or whatever. Okay. And also um, make sure that you label... Uh, the actual clip. I mean, it's great if you if you know how to do graphics and you can put your name and the name of the role um, in a graphic. That's great. Now, if you don't know how to do it, it's okay as long as you introduce yourself and the the clip, the little quick time or whatever it is, is labeled with your name and the name of the role because you can imagine when we're downloading several of these at a time or a hundred or whatever, they could get lost. I mean, I actually have had clips and files get lost on my computer because they were labeled as, you know, clip number 579 or whatever, and I don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. I was cleaning off my desktop the other day, and I found some old auditions that came in that, you know, they, they, they had only, they were labeled as numbers. So, um, do you, what do you think, like, as a casting director, are you liking the fact that you can have people self-tape? Is that, is that convenient for you? Is it well, of course, because it gives me more access to more actors. Um, you know, if I'm casting something locally, um, you know, we might not have the actors they need locally. You know, and I'm 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 sure it helps those those casters in Cleveland to be able to have access to actors in um, in Chicago, for example. Now, do you think, when, for instance, if you watch a clip that uh, somebody sends in, a, in an audition and it's great, I mean, they did they did the role perfectly. Is there something in the back of your mind that says, well, maybe they had 12 takes instead of when the guy goes in the room or the girl goes in the room and they get one or maybe two? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do, they, do you think maybe, well, they have an, they have an advantage because they're self-taping and they get to pick the best one and they get to practice? Well, yes, but it's also, I mean, it can be that way, but it can also be a, a different kind of hell, really, because I know that actors uh, you know, can agonize over that over making it perfect and um and then which one is which clip is better and and that sort of thing. So um you know, there are different problems to have. I mean, basically it's great to be able to be, the advantage of being in the room is that you get directed and all that. And the and the advantage to taping on your own is that you can control it more yourself. So, you know, there are different there are different things. But, you know, be that as it may, that's <laughs> that's where right. we are. Right. So do you have uh do you have any anecdotes or stories about casting somebody off a off a tape and why you did it? I mean, is there do you have a story of, of casting somebody who where where they just had they just did it perfectly, everything was perfect and you were like you saw it and you were like, Yes. Well, anybody who wants who for example, if you have my book auditioning for film and T V in the introduction, there's a Vimeo link with the password and you can see you can actually see self tapes that um that have won there's wow. one by Richard Samuel um who people know his work from the strain now but um that this audition was back before that i mean he was already a very well known actor in europe but 
Um, I have him on there auditioning for Sniper Reloaded. Um, and the, and the, the clip is done in his apartment in Paris, for example. Um, so people can look at that. Well, good. Uh, any last, any last thoughts, any last advice for people who are, uh, we're going to be self-taping auditions? Well, uh, you know, my advice for actors is always to have fun. You know, you should enjoy the process. And, um, you know, there are actors who've had maybe a little bit too much fun with, um, with making the clip kind of like a movie, you know, like they even go and they shoot it on location and they edit it together and all this. And I just want to point out that that is not necessary. You really just want to, um, create a studio situation like we would in the studio, you know, like if we were casting something that took place in a hospital, we wouldn't say to all the actors, hey, let's go meet at the hospital. You know, <laughs> we'd say, hey, meet in in, in the studio. So mm-hmm. that's what you want to think of when you're when you're doing your tape. You don't have to um, flesh out everything for us. Just have fun. Um, keep it really simple in terms of just one actor on screen for us. Yeah, and enjoy enjoy the process. Learn to make friends with it because if you enjoy doing it, then the chances are that you're going to um, have a better product and will enjoy watching it. Awesome. And you said you said that um, you want to see a full body at some point, but then when you when the if you're doing a scene, uh, let's say it's you know a short scene, do you want a close up? I mean, do you want like shoulders and up, or do you want waist up? Does it matter? Well, I usually say that um, to do a medium shot which is something like the mid chest let's say i mean the point is to fill the screen with information so we don't want a lot of blank space over your head or whatever i've seen actors where they didn't center themselves very well where they've wasted space on the screen um keep in mind that there's really no rules for this i'm just giving you guidelines you know the casting director could actually be very specific with what they want but I, I mean, I'm just assuming that you don't have a professional camera person. I mean, in my own castings, we start wide and then we zoom in at the end, um, so we get both. But you know, you might be it might be your brother or your roommate, somebody, something like that. Um, so if you can just get a steady shot, <laughs> that's what you should aim for. Don't try to get too fancy. Yeah. And you and you did say that it's important to have a reader, even if there's only one other line. If, even if they're only going to read one line in between your two lines, say. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can't, if it's absolutely impossible, then, you know, I have seen actors do it where, where that you just imagine somebody else is speaking. It's not great at all. Um, okay. But so it's hard, it, it's hard to believe that there couldn't be anybody who could do it. And, and it's right. not important that the other person is an actor. And right. in fact, that other person should just read neutrally and quietly, really. Gotcha, gotcha. So that so they don't upstage you is the point. Nancy's book, Auditioning for Film and Television, Secrets from a Casting Director, is available on Amazon in paperback or on Kindle. You can also follow Nancy Bishop Casting on Facebook. If you have a question you'd like Nancy or any of the other coaches to answer on an upcoming episode, please call 206 424 9368 and leave a message on the podcast voicemail. I'm Lee Foster. Thank you for listening.